0: Bridge Toll California Customer Service Number Highway Miles to the Gallon Ford Focus Highland Cave Rescue Operation What is Schema F Best Wine Bars in San Carlos California Best Western Hotels How old is Ronaldo What happened with Big Gravel engagement How long before a gift? wedding should I send out save the dates How many names in the first series Use of IMAP NBA to playoffs. check mail on other email clients Identify That's
1: fonts, fonts where from where to find
0: Hope habit Welcome to the the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro. And today we're going to be discussing how to manage SEO agency relationships across the globe. Joining us today is Aleda Solis, who is the founder of the international SEO consulting firm Oranti, which is an experienced and world-renowned international mobile and technical search marketing practice that helps their clients establish and optimize their mobile and international websites through audits, strategy, product management, and in-house training. And today, Aleda and I are going to talk about the differences between the U.S. and European-based agencies. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health backlinks and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at Ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Aleda Solis, founder of Oranti. Aleda, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast.
1: Hello. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you for having me again.
0: Very excited to have you back on the show. Last year, we talked about... You were our guest for Internationalization Week, where we talked all about international SEO and some of the differences in markets. This month, we're spending a little bit more time talking about managing agency relationships. And so I wanted to have you back on the show as the world's most renowned international SEO speaker. Talk to us a little bit about some of the practitioners and some of the differences across borders of how agencies are working and what some of their best practices and some of their strengths are. Tyson Stockton, Search Metrics Director of Services, and I sat down and talked all about the different ways to manage agency relationships and what those relationships look like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Talk to me a little bit about how you view the differences between agency relationships that are based here in the US and some of the international ones as well. Yeah.
1: I really do think that... U.S. businesses and clients, like businesses looking to hire SEO consultancies or agencies in the U.S., are much more open in general to work with companies, providers, partners, whatever, however you want to call them, right? That are not necessarily located in their own city or town. Very likely because the U.S. is very big, right? Like you are not that aware of it when you live in the U.S., right? But is very big and uh, companies all over and uh, great digital marketing agencies all over the U.S., East Coast, West Coast, all over in between, right? And I have identified this, that whenever I get a potential client, a lead from the U.S., they don't even ask me where I am based. They don't even care if I am even in, inside the U.S. or not, right? But because they are so much more used to work with company from all over the world, right? This is changing little by little in Europe, I have to say. However, yes, I still get questions like, where are you located sometimes, right? and Or how often, depending on how traditional is the company. I have gotten clients who have asked me at the beginning, right? How often do you come to London to uh, so we can take that opportunity to meet from time to time physically, right? Like, or the same here in Spain where I am based, like, oh, how often you are are you here in Barcelona to actually meet in person after a while they realize once we start working together that they don't even miss that time or they don't even ask to actually meet in person because they already feel that the communication works pretty well remotely if well you follow certain best practices and principles from a project management perspective and and there's a fluid ongoing communication like this like we are having like with a webcam right and continuous uh, we we get in touch and touch base, et cetera. They don't even miss that. But I do feel that from that perspective, European companies are still a little bit requiring more uh, in-person type of touch. And they potentially, they care a little bit more and and request a little bit more like this closer in-person type of of follow-ups, right? That I I don't identify that much in the US.
0: I think that there's two schools of thought here and I think that you know for some people they think that SEO is so business specific and and everyone's <clears throat> keyword sets and targets and goals are so sort of niche to their operations that they want an agency to be on the ground with them in person having meetings so they can truly act as a essentially an in-house resource, right? And and that's why a lot of mm-hmm. larger, more traditional businesses gravitate towards we need a local agency so they can be there in the product meetings with us with the engineers and help us improve our process and and do some of the evangelism mm-hmm. inside of the company that's required to make changes in SEO across the organization. On the flip side, I do think that a lot of sort of new age companies are more apt to take advantage of the economics of geography, right, specialization across the globe, Mm -hmm. and really look for people that are going to be specialists no matter where in the world they are. And and hopefully a lot of times that means that they're a little less expensive. Help me balance the difference between the two when you have specialists like you're based in Spain, mm-hmm. and the need to have somebody you know here in person to sit down with the product organization when they're doing their planning. How do you reconcile the two of those things?
1: Oh, the fact that I am not located in their city, that doesn't mean that I cannot do that also. Right? There are different ways to tackle that. First, like this. Very likely when their product managers are meeting... Well, if it is a very large organization, very likely they are not going to be in the same location anyway. Maybe a couple of them are in the US. Maybe they have a development type of office in the East Coast or whatever. So we are going to be using anyway, a conference call like this. But if they do require, like, for example, I had a client last year doing a complex type of migration requiring my presence in person. And we... I already agreed that when this happened in particular, I will be there physically for a couple of days with them, with their team, to make sure that everything went well. I do that. I go in person with another client. They were relatively new with SEO and wanted to have my in-person training there for a couple of days with their development team and content team. I did that too. So it's about, this is the beauty of remote, right? It's not about being pushed to be somewhere specific, but having the flexibility to be where you need based on real need and demand, right? So this is how it is fixed, by being there. But when it's actually needed, not to go and have a coffee just because (laughs) it is um, culturally required or demanded sometimes, which happens unfortunately still a lot in, for example, Latin American countries or in Spain, right? Like, oh, let's meet over a coffee, whatever, and you end up talking about random stuff that you could have very well tackled in a much more straightforward way, in a phone call, and I understand that you want to build a relationship, trust, etc. And that can be a little bit more challenging doing it remotely, of course. But it's possible, it's doable, and at the end of the day, it's true. It's about making things happen, right? And I, and I am a true believer, in making it in a productive way, in a very cost-efficient way too, by doing it so remotely and don't having the challenges, of not having the best possible person for the specific role because of the person not being located where you are.
0: Yeah. I think that there are some challenges, as you mentioned, culturally, where you don't have the opportunity to get the casual face time and sort of doing the, I don't know, off-the-cuff brainstorming over a cup of coffee. And the relationship can be a little bit more difficult to build. On the flip side, there is some value of, hey, we're paying this agency for their time, we better make the best use of it because they're only going to be in front of us at certain times. Mm-hmm. I, I think that there's the third component of this, which is taking advantage of specialization around the globe. And also, you know, the economics of geography when you hire agencies that are in places where you know I, I'm based here in the United States you know, the dollar might travel farther in other countries. And it doesn't mean that people know less about keyword optimization or mm-hmm. technical optimization in you know a country that the economics are uh, different than what the United States are. You can get a little bit better bang for your buck in some cases. And honestly, I've built remote teams around the world and have been able to manage costs by spreading my team around the world That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Talk to me about some of the pockets of specialization in specific countries. You know, when we think of outsourcing customer service, a lot of that happens to the Philippines. When you think about outsourcing development, Eastern Europe and India are also Mm hotspots. For SEO, some of the content, some of the technical optimizations, are there pockets where you think there is a high level of expertise?
1: Mm, that's a, a really nice question. I don't think that there's like a specific expertise. And for example, techni- all good technical SEOs are located in a certain location. No, it's very spread out. However, it does make sense when you are targeting a specific market or a specific countries, specific languages, right? That you go and look for consultants or agencies that are native there not only because of the language, the knowledge, and command, but also because these professionals will likely better know the local landscape and better understand cultural factors, et cetera, et cetera, right? So it's more about if I want to do an SEO process in Italy, in the Italian market, well, you are very likely going to try to find someone who's a native Italian, right, that who can do a very straightforward job with the market, Right. And besides that, I don't know, I think that there are maybe certain hubs, of uh, the SEO consultants, for example, who who there are a lot of course in the big cities like London, for example. But besides that, you can see that there are certain smaller cities that tend to have a lot of activity, like for example, in the UK, you have Manchester Brighton that always take my attention that have quite a few well known digital marketing. Uh, companies and in other locations that you can find, for example, in Berlin, a few agencies that have people from all over the world just because of the characteristic that Berlin attracts professionals from all over, right? So Mm -hmm. you have international focused type of agencies supporting many languages and countries from there. And the same with Barcelona, right? So yes, it's a little bit of a mix. It's not that you will find someone from a specific profile and it's all very spread out, I have to say.
0: Honestly, it makes a lot of sense. It sounds very similar to the profile of where the best agencies are in the United States. You think of, you know, there are pockets in the San Francisco Bay Area, Silicon Valley, New York, Los Angeles, but you also get mm-hmm. tech centers like Austin, Texas, which by population is a much smaller city, but also very much an important hub in technology. As you think about some of the differences between the agencies, even if their sort of geographies are spread out in a similar fashion to the United States, are there any characteristics that you find to be different of how the agencies are managed, price, some of the roles, responsibilities that they take on that's different between mm-hmm. the United States and you know Europe or the rest of the world?
1: Yes. Well, I think that in general, the average smaller business in the U.S. is is willing to spend much more in marketing, right? Uh, it, all, it surprised me at some point in the past when I was working in an agency as, a, as an employee, right, in, in the US, how the average client, that some clients that you will consider small, were much more willing to spend and invest in their marketing than in, in Europe. And I think that in the past, it was potentially the Brighton SEO, it was Calvin Newman from Brighton SEO, I think, who did this sort of survey around what, SEO consultancies, agencies tend to charge per client, etc. And you could tell and you could see very clearly that yeah, agencies in the US have a higher higher hourly rate and how they charge us. They tend to charge, and companies are willing to invest much more, even if they are smaller. That very clearly. Then on the other hand, you can see things, for example, in non English speaking markets that are very obvious, right? Like. Realistically, because the complexity and how difficult it is to rank, for example, in the Spanish-speaking market in Spain, it's not as high or difficult as competitive as in the U.S. in certain markets, right? You don't need, as, for example, as many links. You need necessarily as much necessarily sophistication in some cases, right? Of course, if there is a very competitive, like, say, financial market or real estate, or some specific markets that do, but there are many others that don't require the same level of sophistication of links. For example, so it always impressed me how the level of sophistication and need in some markets, it says in the U.S. to build links, to attract links. So I think that here in non-English speaking markets, the weight and and the focus on building links. Are not necessarily as high because you can get away with doing more like really good technical optimization, really good content, attracting links here and there, but you don't need them the massive amount that you just sometimes need in the US in order to be able to rank because there's so much more competition in certain sectors.
0: Yeah, I think that there's also the complexity of there's different search engines around the world and you get people that are specialized in things like Yandex and Baidu. And obviously, that's a whole other ball of wax. Alita, there's lots that we can talk about when it comes to international agency management. But I appreciate you walking us through some of the differences between the agencies here based in the US and in Europe. And we're going to continue the conversation tomorrow. So that wraps up this episode on the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Alita Solis, founder of Oranti. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Aleda, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Aleda, A-L-E-Y-D-A. Or you can visit her company's website, which is oranti.com, O-R-A-I-N-T-I.com. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S, dot com slash A-W-T. Just one link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions, your SEO questions, or you can even apply to be a speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter. And my personal handle is Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Aleda Solis, founder of Oranti, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed soon. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.